What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch. I'm your host. Today, I'm joined again by Dr. Jeremy Todd. Hello. There he is. That was a little throaty that time. Yeah, you might need to drink some of that water you got over there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Try Um, So, guys, today, we are going to be talking to coaches and gym owners mostly about how to reduce injury risk in your gym. Now, one of the things that we want to be extremely upfront about is that you cannot eliminate injury risk in your gym. You cannot eliminate injury risk in your gym. I don't care if you have the best program in the world. I don't care if your assessments are phenomenal. I don't care if every one of your members is in Mensa and carries no ego. Someone's going to get hurt anyway. Okay? So... Today's episode is to talk about how we're going to reduce the likelihood of that happening to a larger population. Remember, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure that you're sharing it with a friend, commenting on the Instagram page, leaving us a a, um, rating on iTunes and also leaving us a comment on iTunes. It's, It's great for us to see that we read every single one of them. So we do appreciate it. Um, and yeah. I look forward to reading yours and hearing from your friend who you refer us to. So without wasting much more of your time, Jeremy, Mm -hmm. what is the first thing that somebody needs to do to reduce the likelihood of injury in their gym? Right before I say that, I just want to talk about what you're talking about, how it's impossible to eliminate it. And really just, just because there's too many risk factors, it's, what is the other the other 23 hours in the athlete's day? What what other stress is going on in their life? Are they eating right? Did they go out drinking? Are they on a bender? Are they did they just have a kid? There's just too much to control for. Um, and I just wanted to just kind of drop that stuff in there. Um, well, maybe that's the first thing they need to do then is be aware of that. Exactly. So you need to be aware of your athletes. You get to interact with these people on a Definitely a weekly basis, but if not weekly, almost a daily basis. So you really know what these people look like, what they sound like. They're telling you what they're doing on the weekends. So you should have a read on these folks. I know I know here they're, um, in the summertime, there's a large drinking culture where we are. So some people come in on a Monday morning and they look disheveled and they told you on Friday, you know, that they were going out and they were going to be partying on the beach all week. It's like, okay, guess what? you're not going to go hard today and being able to have that conversation or the, 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 the athlete that just had a kid, you know, and they're work trying to work their stress off with, uh, exercise. Um, you know, just being able to tell them like, listen, you're getting 50% less sleep right now. Going hard is a recipe for disaster. So being able to a be aware and then B have those conversations with your athletes, I think is really the first, one of the first three things that you can do. And I think that it's, it's, understandable that somebody who is stressed at home will be like this is my outlet Mm -hmm. i want to go all out Mm -hmm. get out of my way right and you can get out of their way and you can let them go all out Mm -hmm. the question is how often right on what kind of workouts 
and and mm-hmm. and, and what, what else movements? yeah what kind of movements right. right what what else could you possibly give them to go all mm-hmm. out in well i mean that, that's where like those people i love the bike for yeah you know it's like it's you know injury rates on an assault bike or whatever you know, schwinn airdyne whatever um are very low or zebex you left out zebex you playing favorites I, i'm not aware of that one huh. um <laughs> versus doing a you know ballistic you know high level gymnastic and barbell work barbell cycling and you know, muscle ups. <laughs> yeah. Handstand push ups. Just right. crush your head into the floor until you can. It's yeah. a bad idea. Yep. So being able to, you know, find those people, identify those people, and, you know, hopefully you have the rapport and the communication skills to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that, that needs to be done is really establishing the culture in your gym that this is not a place to trash yourself, oh, that this is, a, a, this is a, a, a facility you know, for physical education, for lack of a better I term. I can speak to that, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's it. You know, it's it comes down from the top, you know. So you guys are really charged with growing good people. And and in a sense, you could almost, it's almost growing good people who can grow good people. Because oftentimes, yes, you guys are going to be the leaders of the gym, but you're also going to have athletes who lead the gym. So making sure that that those athletes are following what you're doing so that you're actually growing those people and they're going to have a widespread influence as well. And, 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 and meaning that, sorry, real yeah, quick, no, it's, it comes down to, are you constantly praising and putting the people that do the best in the spotlight? The best meaning lift the most weights, move the fastest, do all that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but if you're constantly praising that and if the, the means by which those athletes get there are not in line with a healthy culture, other people who are less adept at that stuff that are unable to recover are going to assume those same training habits and probably, in, in my experience, always reach a painful end. Well, and and that goes back to, if you guys don't want to believe Dr. Jeremy on that, you can go back and listen to podcast episode number 21 mm-hmm. with Rachel Balkovic, who is the first female strength coach in professional baseball for the Houston Astros. Um, and she talked about... The, the, the less senior, the more, you know, the more junior, junior thank you, um, strength coaches will see a guy run a 60. In baseball, the 60 is a big deal because it's first to third, right? Um, and they're like, wow, he was fast. Great job, man. That's what we want to see out there. And she's like, don't praise natural talent. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be telling the guy he did a great job when he just showed up and did that, right? He willy Mays hazed that. Mm-hmm. Got out of his bed, realized he was late for lot. tryouts, and just ran. <laughs> yeah, in, in the parking lot. But um, but it, it, it's praising the guy who did what he needed to do to get to that event, right? It's the person in your gym now who today modified appropriately. Mm-hmm. That's where the praise goes. Yep. Right. You can praise the guy who did well too if everything else mm-hmm. was correct. We're not saying to dump on your best athletes right but we're saying that you want to you want to praise the behavior and the mindset just as much as the performance absolutely it's that time of year guys it's the holidays and we want to give back to you a little bit so we appreciate so much the time that you spend listening to our podcast when you have literally thousands of other options out there so we're going to do a little give back this holiday season from now until the end of the year 
that's from now until January 1, 2018. We're giving first-time Active Life customers the opportunity to get anything that they want. That's an enhanced assessment, a bulletproof program, the coach program, one-on-one coaching. Your first month is going to be 5-0, 50% off if you use the code podcast at checkout. I'm going to repeat myself so that you guys don't think you misheard. If you use the code podcast at checkout on our website, that's performancecarerx.com, you can get our Bulletproof programs, our coach program, or one-on-one coaching, or one of our assessments for 50% off of your first month. For those of you out there who are listening and you're like, well, I'm already a member. What what about me? We got you too. Don't you worry about it. But your stuff is coming out a little bit later. For now, we're talking to the newbies. If you're already a member, make sure you tell your friends who've been thinking about it. Use the code podcast at checkout for 50% off your first month. I don't know if we're ever going to do this again, but we're going to see how this one goes. Uh, and, and even you know, the thing that we do here is that we, you know, we put up on the board the people that come most often. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that are not training responsibly can't come, you know, in, in 20, 25 times in a month. And to, just, just mm-hmm. to, to cap on that for a second, we write the people on the board who come 20 plus times in a month. Correct. So we, we're not looking for you to come 30. Right. You know, we don't want you to be here every day. That's, exactly. not, that's not wise. Exactly. Uh, but at the same time, those people, when we look at that group of people, those people have really good training habits that are in line with the the ideals and the principles that we we want to instill in our athletes. Um, one of the questions that we got at the workshop that we just did was, mm-hmm. what do I do about the athletes who refuse to buy into that culture? When I start mm-hmm. to add recovery work or, or demand modifications or program training days, which I know you'll get to in a second, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of competing days when we're not supposed to destroy ourselves mm-hmm. athletes who give me lip about that mm-hmm. what do i do about those people and and the tr- the real answer is you communicate with them on a different level mm-hmm. or you let them go right. you know one of the things that i've learned here um was that one of the best things that you can do for the culture in your gym or not that you can do but that can happen is a gym down the block with a different culture mm-hmm. right it's like that's not a problem right that's that's for the people who don't fit into what you want to have go correct and that's great absolutely yeah it's it's yeah do you want that yeah those person's actions and attitudes in your gym because it's it's going to be seen by other people and Mm -hmm. some of them will emulate it yep um and the other thing that we talked about that you just just mentioned is you know the idea of having competing versus training days um the the other days are practice you know and and this, this has been talked about but it's something that we've implemented here um, that I think has gone a long way um, in, in really reducing injury and and pain in, in the population here. And and really, it's okay. Like, yeah, we're, we're going to compete now and again. And it's going to be, all right, let's throw down. Let's get after this. Let's let, you know, let's let the thoroughbreds put their, their blinders on and go after it. And that can't be every day. You know, it, it can only be every once in a while. Um, versus days where we just train and and there's an intent written out and really the intent of those days is to get better at something. It's not to win. So there might not be a score 
on the board that day. There might not even be a clock on. It's just the intent is to get better. So for example, today it was four or five minute increments. And the first, the first minute that I did, it was, it was max effort wall balls, just one, one set, do as many as you can. Right. And that, that really it's, it's reset my head and it gave me great confidence knowing in the future that really I can pull out, I can pull out a set of 50 wall balls at any time. Cause earlier in the training, I, blew up my arms doing a ton of push-ups. So, you know, like it, it was, it made a big set of wall balls very different. You know, I've done 75 to 80 multiple times, but this, this was good. But anyway, from there, then we, then we worked on some core stuff that was absolutely brutal. Like five minutes of, of V ups and planking. I want, I was in tears. And then after that, we were able to work in uh, you know, dumbbell squat cleans and dumbbell push press. So it was, it wasn't about, that was a five minute AMRAP, but it wasn't about going hard. It was, Hey, let's try this relatively the skill that we don't do a lot and then you know really being able to stabilize with two separate objects over your head and then a bunch of strict banded pull-ups i said banded strict pull-ups right completely different stimulus than saying okay just do as many strict as you can um and it was brutal (laughs) five minutes of banded strict pull-ups was awful but it gave me a stimulus i feel great i know it's going to help help transfer over and i didn't i came in today you know, not ready to go hard. And it gave me a stimulus that I needed. And, and being able to work that in is, I think, is a phenomenal way to, to modulate the the intensity at which people go. And it's interesting that that was the experience that you had in class because I took the same program uh-huh. about three and a half hours, two and a half hours later. Uh-huh. Right? You went at 6 a.m. Yep. I went at 8.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And um, for us, it was max wall balls in a row if you can mm-hmm. or if in you're not – What's it? right? Yeah. So you did have that. Yeah. So 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 the goal of the program was for you to be able to find something out about yourself, mm-hmm. right, and be able to make decisions about pacing later on mm-hmm. in different workouts, in different days, or to do ten to fifteen wall balls every minute on the minute for the five minutes. Right. Which is right? more appropriate. Which is more appropriate for right. somebody who can't have forty wall balls unbroken. That mm-hmm. was the requisite that. Yep, that was Coach out. Rob gave us. Yep. Um, the other thing was the banded pull-ups, right? It was, yeah, it was five minutes of it, but it was five minutes or 50 reps, whatever comes first. Right. And we want your first set to be somewhere between 10 and 20 reps. Mm-hmm. So calibrate accordingly, yep. right? So it was like, okay, well, got it. So I can now do 18 strict pull-ups at this bar, mm-hmm. I mean, at this, at this banded weight, and I'm not blowing myself out by doing 100 mm-hmm. in the five minutes. So I'm not going to... There's a lot of different things that were built in to make sure right, there that was tempo learn. involved. Yes. There was, yes, there was, you know, the, the cues of, you know, don't put your chin over the bar, pull the bar down. Right. You know, and it wasn't an easy day. No, not at all. <laughs> it just, it just wasn't miserable. Well, the, and for the 20 second air, air assaults sprints oh, to start off. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really bad. Men, men were supposed to keep the RPM around 80. Women were supposed to keep it around 65. Yep. And for us, slight of weight gentlemen, that's not so easy to do. It's actually easier at 90 than 80 for me. Is that weird? That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but th- but these are the things that we're talking about and some actual stuff that you guys can go on and and hopefully implement. You know, the, the cultural things, it needs to come from you. You need to believe it. You need to practice it. And it will get instilled. You know, you will grow good people. You know, having that acute awareness of your athletes you know, on a, on a, on a daily basis. And you know them when something you'll, you're going to notice when something's off or you should notice when something's off about them. Um, and, and, you know, and modulating your training, you know, it's not something that is necessarily easy to do in a culture 
um, if you already have a culture established that's very competitive, but starting to work these things in like, you know, the day after a brutal workout when you know people are going to be crippled, like a great day is the day after Murph. People are destroyed from Murph. They can't go hard. They, a lot of them don't even want to go hard. So being able to implement a, a training day that's not going to further stress those joints to let those those wounds, if you will, heal a little bit um, is a great way to get people in the gym doing something and getting them to buy into this idea. And just to add some clarity to that, it's not – Jeremy's not saying – once a year, you should do a training. Day. No, I'm saying it's a great way to introduce <laughs> it and then use it frequently. Right. And it's the idea that a workout that that elicits a response like Murph would. So, yeah. any long, arduous workout with a lot of reps and mm-hmm. high volume, or frankly, any really short, super high intensity workout, mm-hmm. people are going to be fried from Fran too. Yep. Right. Um, it's it's an opportunity for you guys in the gym who are running CrossFit facilities the next day. It's a great way for you to be able to very clearly express the why mm-hmm. without getting a lot of pushback. It's guys, I know you're fried from yesterday. Yep. So today we still want you to move. We still want you to get fitness, but we're going to focus much more well, on the quality. And this is still going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, my my abs are on fire. It was yeah. like I had the Katy Perry song stuck in my head. You know, this girl's on fire, but it was like my abs are on fire. The pop culture's off. That's, it wasn't Katy Perry? That's Alicia Keys. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm actually kind of proud of that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's pretty simple, right? It's simple to say is what I should say, and it's not easy to implement. We understand that. Right. Well, that's why we're given given ideas as to how we've implemented it here and I, yep. how I know other gyms have implemented this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, that's really it for today, guys. We wanted to make sure that you had some quick hitting information so that you could make your gym a safer place. And athletes, right now, if your gym is not doing these things, it's not necessarily that you're going to a bad gym. They don't have these – maybe they haven't listened to the podcast, get it to your coaches. But you can also modify for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You can be responsible for yourself. You you worked out really hard yesterday. You could RX today's workout, but that doesn't mean you have to, mm-hmm. right? So – Uh, Take some responsibility on your own as well. Not every gym is going to agree with us and that doesn't even make them wrong. Um, That's their culture. Right. That's their culture. But you need to decide, A, do I fit in that culture? And B, if I fit in that culture most of the time, how do I make the appropriate modifications for myself that the gym is the right place for me all of the time? That's it, guys. Good talk. See you out there. Thank you for listening to the Active Life podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure you head to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating so that we can grow and reach and help more people. If you're looking for more from me and my team, head to performancecarerx.com. All the help you're looking for is right there. Until next time, guys, I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and the process is the goal.